host, Jules. And I'm Nicolette. Welcome back. (laughs) Good morning. It's a new week. It is a brand new week. Mondays are the greatest because they're a fresh start. Yes. Feels like it's going to be a good week. It does. It really, really does. I honestly, I mean, I know all of you love Mondays because of Flourish Mm. and same, same, Mm. same. Mm -hmm. But honestly, over the years, like maybe over the past couple years, two years, I feel like Mondays have been one of my favorite days of the week. Like beside Flourish, I don't know, something about a new start. Why are, why is it always fun to like start over and how come it it feels that like how come it doesn't feel this way on a Wednesday when we wake up like I don't know something about a Monday yeah. where you're like okay I'm gonna act- actually take my vitamins every day this week wow what a good <laughs> feeling yeah Wednesdays like, just aren't it Wednesdays is no Wednesdays are not the day no they're not and the like day. yeah I just feel like a Monday is a great fresh start to like set new goals and intentions I love this it feels you know, good. It feels, feels good to very me. good. It feels good on a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hope you guys are feeling it too. Mm-hmm. If you're having a crappy one, then this is your sign to just turn it around today. Yep. Yep. I mean, and we're here to turn it around. Exactly. <laughs> I have a very important question for okay. everyone. Ooh. Do you... <laughs> Do you Q-tip your ears Mm. every day? No. Okay. When do you Q-tip your ears? Um, I feel like I I know it's bad for you, right? Like I know that you're not really meant to Q-tip your ears. So I like try not to, but I would say definitely every time I wash my hair, just because I feel like extra water gets in there, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. like a couple times a week. But I try really hard to just do like the outer uh-huh. areas instead of shoving it deep. Oh, I shove deep. Okay, great. JP does too. You and JP we have lo- this in common. We love to shove deep. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a Monday if we don't have an inappropriate no. joke. Couldn't be. Um Okay, well, Colby, Q-tips is here every day. Okay. And then now that I'm like so used to seeing that he does that, because I see I've only grown up like I was just told to Q-tip your ears when you wash your hair. Like when your head is emerged in like water, then that's when you need to like get the excess stuff out. But Colby does it every day. And so now I'm like, and I've always thought that's so bizarre. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, there's nothing coming out when you Q-tip your ear. Right. Like, you've done it so many times. But am I the weird one? So I'm now I'm really wondering. So I need to know. Maybe we'll do a poll on our Instagram this week. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to do a poll. See who Q-tips and who doesn't. Yes. And how often. Daily. Yeah. We need to know. We need to know. And, like, maybe someone actually has a very like science backed answer for this. Yeah. Cause like I've heard true, it bad. It was same. But then like, have you ever heard of anything bad happening? No. Like what's going to gonna happen? Right. I don't know. Maybe like hearing loss or something. <laughs> <laughs> you like shove your wax in there. I have no idea, but you never hear 
of no. like, anything bad happening from no. Q-tipping your ears. You, you really don't. And it's like, kind what? of satisfying. People tell you, like, don't shave your vagina back in mm. the day because you'd get mm. infections. But, like, I'm not really understanding how we are getting an ear infection from Q-tipping our ear. Like, yeah. what, in case someone sneezes inside of your ear? <gasps> okay. Oh, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> Um, also like when you, have you ever, do you ever feel like you're just like scratching an itch? Like it's like an itch that you can't reach any other way. It's like just the inner part, like portion of your brain. And you're just like, but it feels really good. But the whole time you're doing it, you're like, this is so bad. Yes. It's like the naughty feel goods. Yeah. Love that. It's the same feeling when I watch my dogs scratch their ears. And I was they thinking make, the same thing. Yes, yes, We're the exact make, same thing. They make that silly side face where their little like mouth they goes like sideways. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I yes. always am like, dude, I know how you feel. Like that feels so good, doesn't it? We call that the scary smile when they like Stop. make the sideways <gasps> smile. It's like, and oh, why are, there's your scary they, smile. They're always looking at you out of yes. the corner of their eye. Like, they're like, am I guilty? Am I not guilty? Yes. Like, what's, yes. what's the switch? Like, kind of cute that it's a universal feeling. Agreed. Like, every animal probably can feel that. Oh, the inner itch. Except for mosquitoes and flies. They Sick. better not be able to get that satisfaction. They feel nothing. They feel- <laughs> and box elder bugs. More than anything. <laughs> The box elder dog. We know so they're they're getting pleasure. orgasms yeah. all day, so they don't deserve any other type. And another itch scratched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Oh, I'm embarrassed I said that. Oh, okay. Wait. Speaking of sex, we okay. need to talk. We okay. need to talk because I haven't even talked to you about this. Yeah. Um, and maybe you saw my story. By the way, Julie just got back from a cruise, which we're going to have to talk to her about <laughs> after this. Um, but you were gone. So I don't know if you saw my story all about sex. I did. So I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about it. Okay, I'm going to talk to everyone else who maybe didn't see it or doesn't follow my personal Instagram. Great. Let's hear it. Um, so I had sex for the first time after Billy, mm-hmm. you know, and you're right. like, great. Like. Vag should be pristine. Baby didn't come out of the vag. Baby got sure. cut out. Like we're in tip-top shape. Um, you would think. You would think. Yes. Just like the most horrific pain. Mm. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's been a minute. She's yeah. not used to this. Let's let's be easy on her. Like. Well, round two, we'll see if things are better. No, maybe worse, maybe worse. Mm. So I'm like, maybe I'm in my head. Like, (laughs) let's just like, I'm like, okay, well, my hormones (laughs) push through the pain. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's because I'm not wet enough because my hormones are not where they should be yet. And so Mm -hmm. like, Things are like very dry. And so I grab the lube. I'm just like squirting it everywhere. I'm like, let's just make sure that this really, we're going to make sure this feels great. No pain. Nope. Just lots of pain. No, still. 
Yes. And the fourth time. So I'm now I'm on the fourth time and I like, I'm kind of staying quiet about it. Like this is bad for you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And like, I'm staying, I'm like feeling a little embarrassed slash anxious. I'm like, finally, I'm so excited. He's excited. Like we, we get to have sex again. And like, we were stoked about my vagina not being ruined mm-hmm. and I was thrilled. Yes. And then, and, and then this, so I'm just like pushing through and the last time we had the, the fourth time when we were having sex, I was literally feeling m- the inside of my incision where my, mm. my C-section was, I could feel pulling on it and I'm like how because that's in my stomach basically right higher so higher hmm. up different parts so it, it kind of made me nauseous because I was like this is like not only am I in pain but like things feel like something is so wrong so I had already scheduled because I've been seeing um a pelvic floor therapist mm-hmm. before Billy and after Billy and but she had not been able to do an internal exam yet because I had not been cleared by my doctor. And so, and I hadn't had sex yet. Cause she was like, how is sex? Is it painful? And I was like, well, I don't know. So anyway, I had an appointment with her about a week after I was able to have sex. And so I go in there like almost in tears and was like, I need you to fix me. Like something is so wrong. And she, I'm like telling her everything. And in great detail. And she's just like smiling and nodding her head. She's so smart. She's she's like, and I'm like, why are you smiling and nodding your head? (laughs) And she's like, because this is what no one talks about. Like, because I was like, it can't be my C-section. Like, it has to be something else. Because I, it's like, I have my, nothing. Yeah. And she was like, no, it's in most cases worse for people with C-sections than it is for vaginal births. No way. Because what happens is they, when they cut through your belly, your interior uterus, and then stitch you back together, they are pulling up all those muscles they cut Mm. through and they're pulling all the muscles that are in your pelvic floor because your pelvic floor wraps from front, like, up by your belly button down to your rectum and all those muscles just got stretched and pulled like tightened and then Mm. sewed and so interesting the the bottom of your pelvic floor right where like your vagina is is stretched so tight like it's gonna burst like break because of how much tension there is from the stitches up there Mm. so it's like literally those it's it's like the same feeling you would have of like your quad being super tight and like sure. you have to keep touching your quad to like loosen that muscle so now we have to stretch my pelvic floor muscles crazy to have enjoyable sex again but there are so many women who have had c-sections or just a vaginal birth and then go back to sex and it is so painful and they literally don't know why and they have the same mindset of like well if I just keep having sex oh, yeah. it'll like it'll just back get to better. normal mm-hmm. and it doesn't at all like it will not get better unless you're m- massaging it correctly and there's 
yeah there were just there's just all sorts of muscles I didn't know were inside of my vagina oh. that she had to massage wow I was just so sweaty on the table yep yep uh-huh. just holding on real tight oh so tight yep. so tight she kept saying is this am I hurting you or is it just are you just making faces out of anticipation and I was like it's just anticipation I'm just so scared this is all so weird <laughs> because then she even like went inside all the way up to my incision on the inside my whole incision and she pressed like the doctor does where he like sticks his hand his fingers in and then he uses his hand on the outside of your yeah, yeah. belly and mm-hmm. goes across she did that all along my incision oh, and is like no 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 resting no. hard like breaking up all the scar tissue did you feel like throwing and, up a little oh the whole time yeah yeah okay Same. and then it hasn't happened can we, to me can we then just top it off with this <laughs> she dry needled my pelvic floor needle In- inside inside <laughs> um. And tell me what that was like. I mm -mm. Mm -hmm. just, there's just, I don't know if I've ever felt something like that ever in my life. Not a good itch. Nope. Not the good itch to scratch. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you. So she, we had a full hour appointment where she basically, she stretched my pelvic floor and massaged it and dry needled and did all these other um, types of stretches, mobility stretches to help my pelvic floor. And then like taught me how to do it at home because it's something it's like homework. Like it's not going to just get, if I'm only seeing her like once a week, it's like, what about all the other days, you know? So I do specific massages at home in the shower every day, but I had sex like a day later or two days after she had worked on me and then after me doing the massages myself as well and literally no pain no already no pain that's crazy and and, that's amazing yes and I've had sex one time since that initial time that I had no pain and I'd gotten a little lazy on my um, massages and I had just like well because you had no pain so yeah, of course like, you're oh, like, I'm oh great, I'm fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we had, that way? I, like it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. Really. We're all about the quick fix. Completely. And we're like, oh it's good. So dumb. <laughs> I need to cancel all the rest of my therapy appointments. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> no, I definitely had like a little bit of pain, um, but nothing near good the, those times yeah. prior to any of it. So then I I went back to like, you know working on my massages and it's so crazy because not only am I massaging like the inner parts of my vagina where like my pelvic floor sits but a lot of that has to do the massaging is done on my actual scar on my stomach Mm -hmm. because that those muscles up there have to stretch back out so that it's loose down at my vagina right which I mean is great for like scar tissue and everything as well totally but so but like I'm sorry where where has this topic been? Where's the information? Like, like my doctor yeah. just checked my scar when I went in for my eight week appointment, my like follow up appointment mm-hmm. after having Billy and was like, okay, you're good. Not Perfect. like, hey, so there's a lot of like rehab that needs to go on down there. Right. Again, just, this is why we just really, mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. really would love to get pelvic floor therapists in the hospital. 
immediately like, after birth. Yes. That's just part of the entire delivery yes. experience. They yes. should come in with everybody else. Like we talked about before with the lactation mm-hmm. specialists yes. and everybody else, like they should have their own time to come in and yes. be like, okay, this is what could happen. If you experience these things, come and see us. Mm-hmm. Like just a nice, like warning, you know, just give them their time to give their own mm-hmm. info would be really nice. And it would be nice if it wasn't costing an arm and a leg. Like how come yeah. to get any type of good health care? It's like you end up paying. I know. It's like never covered by insurance. It's just, it's really frustrating, but I am just, I uh, just wish I could reach every woman who has ever had a C-section and is ex- has just like been hating sex ever yeah. since it may- maybe it's been 30 years maybe it's been a year but like how awful and that most would never tie it back to like oh it's mm-hmm. from my my C-section because it in most people's brains that wouldn't make sense yeah like in my th- brain even I'm like they're not connected no. Like, Not of at course, all. You're, you should be fine because it was in your belly. Totally. Not in the bits. No. No. So wild. I know. So now I'm just, like, really fired up. And yeah. And I just feel like Betty, Dr. Betty, who we Ugh. had on our pelvic floor therapist a few months ago, she's she's who I see and she is an actual dream. She's insane. Yeah. If this interests you at all, you need to go listen to that episode. Because yes. The amount of information that no. she spilled was mm-hmm. shocking. Our jaws were on the floor the entire yes. time. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you've had a baby or not. No. Like the information she gives is amazing. It's for everybody. Yeah. I know. And I told her, I I was basically just like praising her at my last appointment because of what she's doing <laughs> for me. And I was like, okay, we, I feel like we need to like really dial in specific topics and have mm-hmm. her come back on. And she was like, let's do like a five part series. <gasps> Done. Sold. I was like, Put it on oh, the okay. <laughs> do you want to run our podcast? Cause that okay. was amazing. <laughs> we're we're Cause sold. She, Cause she was like, she's so smart. She talked about, she was asking if I can orgasm still, if, if any of the nerves have been messed up from like clitoral orgasms, mm-hmm. just cause that can still happen from, nerves being cut in the inside of where my incision is and everything so but I was like okay well wait a minute can you help people get like be able to orgasm again if that or to if they've never experienced it or yeah and she was like oh my gosh yes like 100% and I was like give me like one example she's like there's so many ways she said depending on the person's situation it's there's all different ways that they have to like do therapy on them physical Mm -hmm. therapy to help them but like one of the ways is I guess there is vaginal cups like for cupping oh like muscle cup cup cupping oh and they're super tiny and they actually I know I'm like are they like doll size (laughs) way cute can I just have them as like a collection (laughs) please stack them I don't know But she says for the therapy, they cup the clitoris to get blood flow, the nerves and the Mm. blood flow to start going back there. 
Interesting. I don't know. She like knew all the that's medical like a whole terms, thing. you know. Yeah, that's but a whole... anyway, I was like, what a cool idea to have her on next year. Yeah. And do like a series and like Love. dial them into specific topics. Consider it scheduled. Done, done, mm-hmm. and done. Wow. I love that. We love her. We absolutely do. And I, yeah, I am just very grateful that we had her on the podcast when we did before Mm -hmm. I had Billy, because I think I would just be like the person that's lying and saying, yeah, sex is like really great right now. (laughs) Just the silent sufferer. We love the silent sufferer. Yes. Yeah. I probably would be her. And I hate to admit that, but I, I I know that there are a lot of people listening right now that probably are her. And like, I think a lot of us are. Let's not. Yeah. Let's, let's not. And, and it doesn't even, I mean, all the techniques she's teaching me and that she's doing on me are not just for me, for people that have had a baby. It like, I mean, Julie's kind of been open before about that sex wasn't like super comfortable Mm -hmm. for you when you started having sex. And that was just because of your anatomy and your situation. And so if you're one of those people that just hasn't had a baby, but sex is painful, a pelvic floor therapist totally. is someone who can literally fix that. Oh, if I would have known, I did not even know that they existed when I no, got married. Same. And had I known, I think I would have been on her front porch, like mm-hmm. begging. <laughs> yes. Begging, pleading, like, please help me. Please yes. help me. What took yes. me like a freaking year to figure out, she probably could have fixed for me in about five minutes. So For sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Wild. So there's That's my sex update. I love that. I mean, I don't love that it was painful for you, but I love that update because I just learned. Yes. I just learned a lot. Yes. Yes. So that was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been doing, have you tried any of the hacks from our yes. last week's episode? Yes, I have. And I am okay, so me. excited to talk about this. Yeah. Tell me. I've tried some too. Okay. Okay. So I... I think I had already told you that I tried the shaving, shaving the legs. Yes. Game changer for me. I'm all about proficiency, quick, get things done fast. Yeah. Look, I tried that. Oh, no. No, no. Great. Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. I tried it, but I won't say I wasn't scared. It feels reckless. Very, Colby said you shouldn't do that. He yeah, said those, that's going to cut you. Yes, Jay said the same thing. He was like, "I can't watch you do that." Like, because he, he said the same thing, and I was like, "No, I agree. It feels very reckless because you're just mm-hmm. up and up and down real fast, quick, fast, real quick." Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you have to listen to last week's episode for all yes. these hacks. But I did that too, and game changer. And why does it feel like my legs feel smoother? Thank you. Smoother? I agree. I don't know what the science is behind that at Same. all. Same shouldn't be any. I don't think, but no. <laughs> but for some reason, mm-hmm. my legs feel smoother, longer. Mm-hmm. I told Colby. I said I think it's shaving my legs on the way down. He said that's not possible, and I said mm, mm-hmm. I think it's. Possible. I think somehow it is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it's like exfoliating the skin. I don't know. I'm wondering if it's that like sticky substance that's on the top and bottom of the razor, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the thing that like mm-hmm. makes things feel smooth. If that's mm-hmm. like actually serving its purpose when you go back down. True. true like if true, it's true. depositing the sliminess depositing. In, into your hair pores. So <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Tell me what else you've tried. Okay, the only other thing that I have tried so far is I washed my hair two days ago and I 
tipped my head upside down in the shower yes. to try to get that nasty, grimy spot. And my hair feels phenomenal. Okay, I did the exact same thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're so scary. We're so like, similar. The spot felt yes. great. So great. I can't wait to start telling my clients. Okay, but listen, I did miss the spot right here above my okay. ears. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, but wait, did you tip your hair back up and and then rinse it out on the top? No, I just flipped my head over and washed everything upside down and then rinsed everything upside down. Oh, see, I did I did upside down first the rinse and then I like flipped my hair back up mm. and rinsed the whole top because mm. I I had it all around my ears still. Mm. Okay. So maybe I actually just left shampoo and can mm-hmm. like sh- left it in my hair, which is why it felt uh-huh. a little funky. Yes. Okay. I can try yeah. that again. Yes. Leave it to me to um, not get that right on the first try. Honestly. <laughs> <Typical>. Honestly. <laughs> we love you all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited for when fall and winter hits to try the the pads in the oh. panty liners in the armpits of coats. I'm so excited. And Why Colby's does that like, excite too. me? Why does it excite mm-hmm. me to do that? Mm-hmm. I did have the, the one thought, though, of like, okay, what if it comes out? You know, like while I'm out and about. <laughs> it's like a little embarrassing. <laughs> So but I'm because saying. I feel like I have some, I don't feel like all liners are created equal oh, in, no. in stickiness. Mm-hmm. Like I have had some that are not very sticky. And so I worry that mm-hmm. maybe I, I need wings. Maybe we, I need like a, Ooh, a pad, a pad. Yeah. <laughs> Thick pad. <laughs> to really keep oh. it locked in place. Yes. Yes. Because I think I'd be a little embarrassed if my liner fell out at like dinner. Same. <laughs> I'd laugh so hard. It would be really fun. Or it just is like stuck to your shirt and no one's yeah, telling you. Yeah, no one says anything. <laughs> your oh, armpit. I didn't think about it being stuck. <laughs> oh, Woo. did you try any other things? Yeah. No, I think that that, I think that those were the only ones that I tried. I like didn't really think about them until I was in the shower and both of those things, obviously you do in the shower. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't, I don't think I tried anything else. Although I will say my phone definitely heard me talking about period discs because I've had an insane amount of advertisements for different companies of Of period discs. And I'll say there, you know, the influence is growing on me. Like the more and more I see it, I'm like, okay, maybe I do need it. Well, everyone in our DMs this week really loves the discs. So it seems like the new thing, like the new and improved. I know. I know. Situation. I'm like disappointed that I might try it. Same. I And I'm like so scared already thinking Same. about it, but I feel like I'm going to buy it. Well, everyone, please send in your favorite disc brand mm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I feel like literally I've seen an ad for all of them on Instagram now and I'm not sure which one everybody loves yeah so maybe send send us your favorite brand yeah please I would appreciate that um I was thinking how funny our situation me and you are very similar in the in the aspect that we do not use TikTok <laughs> no and <laughs> Don't you feel like we're some of the only people in the world that don't? Yeah. 
like it I makes feel, me feel old. That, or something. No, exactly. I feel I feel left out and behind sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's still not enough for me to like figure out TikTok. <laughs> no, same. But I I have a friend who loves TikTok, and every time I'm around her, she like is embarrassed by me that I'm like very late to a trend or sure. or an idea. She'll be like, that's literally been on TikTok for like four months. And I'm always like, oh, 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 oops. oh. okay. And like, I know all these hacks that people sent in oh last week. God. I'm sure that like so many of them are so old and like on t- TikTok yeah. and we are hearing them for the first time and acting so you, excited. Me and you. <laughs> Yes. We're like, we'll like, share all our hacks two years and, behind. Yes. And everyone's like, boring, turning off. <laughs> Seen this literally every day on TikTok for the last three months. So if you guys felt that way during our hack episode, just remember that Julie and I are a little geriatric when it comes to TikTok. Like yeah. we just, and maybe that keeps us fun. Maybe. Because maybe that's just part of our personalities. It's, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to like make it sound better. We are above TikTok, okay? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I actually I don't have TikTok because I think I would enjoy it too much. If that's I think the I truth. would like it more than any other social media. Same because it feels like um it feels like YouTube but shorter, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a million YouTubes right mm-hmm. after another, mm-hmm. and I really think I could get into that. Yes, and that scares me. So and it's I information, just, which totally. is cool. Yeah. Well, even on like, I'll be on Pinterest and sometimes like a recipe thing will come up from TikTok. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that that was kind of fun. You know? Yeah. Like I'll see a TikTok like that. And I'm like, well, that was very yes. educational. And I, yes. mm-hmm. I probably really enjoy seeing more like that. But I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. saying no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah, have to announce friends, if either of us ever get it. Yes. One of my friends was telling me that there's like, once again, don't yell at me if this is like <laughs> way behind. But she was saying there was a trend for a minute or it's still currently happening of girls sharing on TikTok how when they sit up off of a bench at the gym or off a machine and you, you leave your snail trail mm. and to quickly like clean it up, you just swipe your knee across it like oh like no big deal like just part of getting up oh like, okay you know yeah it's like a one movement situation <sighs> yep it's a yeah real fluid yes and how she was like it's just so great because like tiktok just makes you feel normal because that's okay. something we all go th- like they yeah. they make fun of all the things that we all go through sure and normalize it. Whereas like Instagram is like, let's post the prettiest let's picture perfect. With, with five filters on it sure. on our best angle and talk about only the happy things. And right. TikTok is kind of just like m- making fun of real life and your bad things, your good things and making everyone feel normal. That sounds fun. It sounds like so honestly something like, we'd love. Yeah. It's just like, maybe I'll do it, but. I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to do it, you have to do it. So we have to like maybe really talk about it one day. Yeah. No, like I have had friends that are like, does your podcast have a TikTok? (gasps) Wait. And then I realized how behind we truly are that we've never even considered it. Like we've never even talked about that. Wait. 
That could be cute. It could be cute. It could be fun. <gasps> We're going to have to brainstorm that. I know. That might be a January 2023 it, thing. Yeah. It might have to. might have to a be. A goal. Mm-hmm. Like a season mm-hmm. three thing so that we can cute. prepare. <gasps> Since you were gone and it wasn't your week on Instagram, um, everybody is on board for the YouTube channel. Oof. I left all the messages flagged or read for you <laughs> to take care of when you get on Instagram this week. Okay. Because everyone is demanding the YouTube. Okay? Okay. Okay, so you just need to chew on that. Okay, I will. And the other thing is everyone's mad that you haven't shared a picture of your blazer yet. <gasps> oh, I can do so that. So this is your homework. Okay. We're giving you two assignments this week. One well, is thank to you so much. verbally commit to the YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. The second assignment <laughs> is to post a picture <laughs> in your blazer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It is back to school, you know? It is back to school. Yeah, it is. Homework is is assigned. Wow. Wow. I mean, I can definitely post a pic pic of the blazer. Can I speak Mm -hmm. today? I'm a little worried about myself. Yeah. (laughs) Like a little worried about me. TikTok. We're going to start a TikTok. For our our podcast. Podcast. (laughs) So gross. But that's that's really fun. I will definitely think about it. I started like I started thinking about what it could look like if I choose, mm-hmm. you know. So it's on my mind. It's okay. on my mind. Okay. For sure. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um <laughs> something fun is that we have some extra merch. Ooh, ooh. Like laying around. Mm-hmm. So if you're not following us on Instagram, now would be a really good time because our quantities are very limited, like very limited. Yes. But we do have a few extras. So stay tuned sometime this week. We're going to be selling those and we will post about it when we do. And we'll put like a link in our bio on our link tree for yeah. you to be able to snag those. But if you have been wanting some merch, um, you just might need to run really quick. Yes. Like even from other, not just our tie-dye merch, but yeah. other merch drops yeah. we've done. A couple of our like college t-shirts that we did mm-hmm. last year and maybe even a crew neck sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. So... A good way to not miss, because sometimes you guys jump in our DMs and, like, scream at us that you missed out. And I'm like, well, sister, maybe turn on your notifications for Mm -hmm. when we post. You can turn them off after, after we sell. Mm -hmm. But that way you know the second that it's available. You can be one of the lucky ones to score some extra merch. So that's fun. Very fun. Really fun. Um, well, should we jump in to today's episode? Yes, I'm very excited. Julie's kind of running the show today. I'm sitting back with my popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, you know? Uh-huh. It's, but no, I am actually really excited 
it's a couple of episodes back. Um, I mentioned the book, The Gift of Presence by um, Caroline Welch. And it's such a good book. It's been a really awesome book for me. It's like, it's about being present if the title didn't give that away. Mm-hmm. But it's about using like your thoughts and emotions to be present um, rather than just being like physically present, you know? Yes. So I know we like recently did an episode on being present, but this one is different. So this like whole topic is really what ultimately helped me with my like anxious feelings, my worrisome feelings when I felt like I was struggling with that and back in like 2021 ish. Um, that being said, I feel like even if you don't struggle with like anxious thoughts or feelings, I feel like this can benefit everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wish that I would have had some of these coping mechanisms already like instilled within me before going through a challenging time. Although like not having (laughs) the coping mechanisms is what made that time so hard for me. (laughs) So yeah, but I, so I just wanted to like, I guess, tell you some things that I learned along the way that go along with this book So if you're going through a challenging time right now with feeling anxious or um, having like anxiety or anxious thoughts, or just so you can be like better prepared for when challenging times do come, you will already have some mechanisms like stored away in your brain to help make it like a better, easier time for you, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that being said, this is just like a whole episode on controlling our thoughts and emotions to help with anxiousness and to be more present. So I thought that I would, yeah, I think, I think it'll be really great. I thought that I would start with kind of my experience and then at the end we'll go over, um, it's five benefits of being present with your emotions and thoughts that come from Caroline's book and She is so smart. Reading that book, my jaw has been on the ground multiple times just based on how many things I could relate to. I think that that's what's interesting and something that I struggled with so much when I was having a hard time was that I felt like I felt really alone, like I felt like really misunderstood or that nobody could relate to me. And it was so nice when I realized how far from the truth that really was. And that um, being able to be open and with your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings is so beneficial and such a good way to relate to other people and to connect with other people um, and to help you be in the present moment in your life. So I feel like for me, my, my anxious my anxious feelings kind of reside in like a toxic thought loop pattern where I think, especially I would, I'm going to say the previous version of myself because I have changed quite a bit um, mentally and emotionally in the past couple of years, I would say, but my 
I guess, previous version of myself really liked to be like in control of my own life and of my situations. And you and I have talked about this like multiple times on the podcast and with different parts throughout our lives. Like we both have been that way. We both have really liked to have control and change is something that like hasn't necessarily come easily for either of us. We don't necessarily, at least for me, I don't thrive with change. Mm -hmm. I know some people love change, love to start like new or have like different experiences all the time. I used to just absolutely thrive with routine and with just my normal, comfortable, controlled life. Yes. And so when, for me, it definitely was a big pandemic thing where I lost a lot of that control over what was happening in my life. I felt like I lost a lot of control and um, it was obviously a big change. And I just, I just didn't handle it well. Honestly, I just really wasn't prepared for such like a big shift. And so I started to feel really anxious when I lost control, which is like a pretty, I I guess a pretty broad way of like describing how I felt. But I, I started to realize that when I was out of control of a situation, whether that was like a conversation with somebody that I wanted to have or a situation that I was maybe nervous about or uncomfortable with, I would get in these toxic loop, um, thought processes where I would either make a situation it's absolute worse. Like it would, there was just such a, like a, almost like a negative bias, like no matter what, it was going to be the worst case scenario. Like in a stressful situation, like my thought loops were never like, oh, I'll go through this and then it'll be a great experience. It was always like, nope, I'm going to have this conversation and it's probably going to go poorly and it's not going to be received well. And it would be this like loop. And I would have this like conversation a thousand times in my mind. And it really made my, the anxious thoughts worse. Right. And what would happen with all of those instances for me is that I was either worrying about the future, things that were going to happen in my life that I had no control over or things that had happened in the past. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I would be, let's say I was in like a social situation and I would have like a conversation with someone and it would go great. And then I would get in my car and I'd be driving home and then I would start replaying the conversation in my mind and I would think oh well did it go as well as I thought it went Mm. you know there was that moment where like she paused for a second after I said that comment maybe did I offend her did I say something wrong did she maybe misunderstand me and when in reality like all that was happening was that probably she was taking a deep breath or like maybe just not really listening or something like it's never as big of a deal as you make it out to be. But in my mind, I would create this, this thought loop and it, it just really didn't serve me at all. And so I would just, I spent a lot of time in both of those places and never really in the present moment with my thoughts and feelings. So that was kind of where a lot of like my 
anxiety resided and still does. It's something that like, I still have to work on, but has gotten so much better over time. Like once I started to learn to like control my thoughts and accept them for what they are. And it, it took a long, it took a a while for me to, I guess, come to that realization, um, which JP, like I was even talking with him about it this morning and he was like, it was so funny. He's like, because in the times where I felt like really low or like really sad or just like super anxious and like couldn't figure out why he would tell me, you know, he'd be like, you're just, you're worrying a lot about things that you don't even know if they'll happen. You know, and he would, he would tell me all of like the right things and I just wouldn't even hear it. You know, like I couldn't hear it. I couldn't digest it because I hadn't come to the conclusion like on my own, <laughs> stubborn, you know? Mm-hmm. But so we were talking about it you know, even this morning and we were just like chuckling because he was just like, you and I would have these like long conversations. He's like, and I would tell you these things. He's like, and I could see that you weren't like, it, it just like, it wasn't time for you to like register it yet. He's like, and then like a week later, you'd come to me and you'd be like, guess what? No, <laughs> I think maybe. And he'd be like, wow, that's so great. Like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And he's like, it was such a weird thing that like you had to figure it out on your own. And then we could talk about it, but it was a really hard time for me because I couldn't figure out how to always put things into words, like put my emotions into words, Mm. which is a confusing thing. Maybe unless you've, I don't know, unless you've gone through it, but there's so many different types of emotions and ways to like describe what you're feeling that are just more than like happy or sad or mad. Like there's so many descriptive like words for, your emotions. And there's, um, Brene Brown has a book called Atlas of the Heart, where she does just that. She goes through like every possible emotion that you can like possibly feel and breaks down what the emotions are. And so if you're someone who struggles with that, that could be a really good like reference for you. But being able to, I think just like tap in and say like, okay, how am I feeling in this moment, which is what I started to do. I just, I honestly just kind of had to like forget about like everybody else and everybody else's feelings. And my, I just had to really be like super selfish on like how I was feeling in every moment and how, what I was thinking and why, like if I started on one of those like thought loops, I would just really, I would stop myself and say like, okay, why are you feeling this way? Like what, does that mean? Is there like an insecurity there? Is there what stressors there? Like what emotion is that bringing out in you? And like, for what purpose? And I just had to like, start talking myself through my thoughts and emotions. And I realized once I could like figure out what they were and I could name what I was feeling and why that it seemed a lot easier to manage those feelings. Like, I, it didn't mean that they always went away, but even in this book, which we'll go through it, she talks about that you have to name it to tame it, like name the emotion to tame it. And it's so true that it doesn't seem as scary, like your emotions don't seem so scary once you can like put a face to them and be like, okay, well, there it is. And I see it and I can feel it. 
because that was another issue that I think that I kind of dealt with was before I just will say pre pandemic, like I, cause I mean, I love to be happy. I think everybody does. I love to be like positive. That's just like the goal. Right. But I think before that I wasn't, if I felt upset over something, I wasn't necessarily someone who like sat in that or felt it. I would just like push it away to the side to like ignore it and be like, Oh, well, I don't want to feel that. So I'm just going to not feel it. And I'm just going to choose to be happy instead, which is good to choose to be happy in the short term, but in the long term, it really doesn't serve you, right? It just like builds up over time. And then if you just keep not dealing with that same emotion over and over again, you're just never going to learn how to tame it. And so that was like such a big lesson that I learned is that it is like so great to be like happy and positive, but I am happier now when I let myself feel every range of emotions and it like didn't make sense to me until I tried it. But I think that sometimes we get scared to feel upset or like unhappy Mm -hmm. sometimes, but it, or to admit it. Totally. Totally. Because, because there's the classic, like, I'm fine. Yeah. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of people that say that or feel, or like, I'm good. When people mm-hmm. ask, like, how are you? And you say it because it seems easier to do that than to totally. say, actually, <laughs> I feel really crappy today or I'm really upset today at so-and-so. And so so I'm having a bad day. It like Mm -hmm. just seems like the easier route. Yeah. But it ends up being a mess for your brain Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Well, and it is so true. And I think that's because at least in my situation, like in my case, I never wanted to burden other people with my problems. I liked helping other people with their problems but like Mm -hmm. how selfish of me to not like ever give any of like the vulnerability in return and like Mm -hmm. allow other people to feel like the good feelings of helping me when I need it and it's just it goes back to like a vulnerability thing where it's like it's hard to be open and honest about things like that but the reward is so great in the long run that it's I think it's really an important thing to like tap into. But so I just really tried to start being like present in my day-to-day life. And that was like such just the biggest turning point for me with my anxious feelings. And it has been really fun to see. I'm not the best like day-to-day journal keeper. I'm like better at like a gratitude list or something of the sort. And, but I wrote journal entries, like when I wasn't feeling great or when I wasn't at my best. And then kind of throughout the whole process and when I felt better and it's been really fun to like go back through and see like the more present I was with my thoughts and my emotions, like the happier I became. And it really became a habit that I had to train my brain to really focus on those emotions and those thoughts. And it has 
made me honestly happier than I was. Like I was telling Nick, even just like a couple weeks ago, we were when we were together, that like I feel so good and I feel so happy. Mm-hmm. And it's been like so wonderful for me to like feel that way and to like feel those things. And I really, really attribute it to being present, both like physically in my daily activities and like being where I, where I am, but then also being present with my thoughts and in my mind. And it has been such a drastic change to my mental health that I, I didn't know I was missing and that I'm so grateful for now that I experienced the like heartache and like hard times of feeling really like sad or alone or just like anxious and worried because I think it's made me like such a better version of myself where I've like grown so much as a person. And so I just, I really hope that when we read some of like the benefits of presence from this book that you can see like why it's so important, but it's such like, I just feel like I'm such a good (laughs) testimonial of this selfishly. I just feel like it, I am like the guinea pig for it. Like it was something I was not doing and something that I learned to do, which was a slow process. And now it's something that like I will keep and like carry with me through my life because it has made my relationships better in every sense, my marriage, my friendships, my family relationships it has made, I feel like made me closer with all of them. I feel so much better in my own mind. And so I just really hope that it can be like a benefit for you guys as well. And that being said, if anyone is ever like struggling with like feeling like they don't like they can't relate to anybody or like they feel really misunderstood. Like I really do hope you guys know that like Nick and I are both always here for you is like a support system. Um, Sometimes it's easier, I think, to talk to people who you don't know or like who don't know you personally Mm -hmm. and to really get like your thoughts and your feelings out. Like we are here for you all the time. And I did, I did speak to a therapist. I wish I would have earlier in my whole process, but I I d- it's, it's just like tales all this time. I didn't think that I that I needed it. I was like, oh no, I can figure it out on my own. That's just again me being stubborn. But then once I did speak to somebody, I was like, oh, this is great. This has been really mm-hmm. great for me. And like you probably could have helped me come to this same realization a lot quicker. <laughs> like I'm grateful I got there. But she did help me with like help to give me tools to propel me forward. Like I came to her at a time where I felt like I kind of had figured out. Um, that I needed to be more present in every aspect in my life. And she was like, yes, great. That's perfect. And like, here's some ways you can do it. Or like, and she gave me like my own version of homework. And I've talked to her a few times about it and she's been like so wonderful, but I just want you guys to know that there are like so many options. There are people to talk to. And at the very least, like Nick and I are always here for all of you as well. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that all made sense. Monologues are always a little scary for me. So, no, you did great. And I also have to add mm-hmm. <laughs> that 
Um, I have like definitely, and we have a, we have a friendship episode coming up, which I like, we'll probably talk about this a little more, but Mm -hmm. I have felt, I like knew something was happening with you. Like a change was happening before you even talked to me about it, which I think is cool. It should be good for you to hear. Sometimes it's really great hearing an outsider's perspective. Like Mm -hmm. you you usually know when you're like going through a change and like working on something because you're putting effort into it, but you're always hopeful that like someone sees that you're doing it too and that it it is actually working, whatever you're working on. (laughs) And I like felt a huge shift in you over the last few months. And then it, how it's also changed our friendship as well in a better way. Totally. And um, how much more honest we are with each other and just like free with our words mm-hmm. instead of just like holding back or trying to say the right thing. Yeah. And it really does, like you said, like it only strengthens your relationships with everyone around you when you can get to this place. Yeah. Mentally. I completely agree. So I just I think it's really cool that you're doing the work and well, thanks. that everyone else around you is probably noticing it if I am noticing it. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It is. No, it is nice to hear too, because it's, I mean, it has been like such a like sole focus for me and like, it's, it's so fun. Like reading this book in particular, I don't know if it's just like because of my situation and the way that like my brain was that reading this like first, the first half of this book especially was just like almost like a window to my brain sometimes where I was like, oh my gosh, like who is Caroline Welch? Like, and what is she doing (laughs) in my brain? Or like, can I hang out with her? Like, I felt like I need... I just like needed to meet her, you know, because I was like, who is this person? And like, why Mm -hmm. does she get me so much? But I would go to Jay with this book and I'd be like, listen to this. This is groundbreaking news. And I'd be like, did you know? And I'd like ramble off some fact from the book. And he'd be like, yeah. He's like, I remember a couple conversations we've had about that. But um, I'm really glad, really glad that, you know, she's (laughs) she's getting through to you. Love that. Isn't that the truth though? That sometimes like your spouse or your best friend or like your parent can tell you something that's like exactly what you need to hear, but you Mm -hmm. actually just can't hear it when it comes Mm -hmm. from them. But then you can go back to them later and they're like, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. And then you can have like an actual conversation about it and it goes so well. It's so annoying. It really is. Mm -hmm. So bless him. I think he's done a lot of just like, I'm so happy for you moments, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But he really is. And our, our marriage is so much better, like, because of it. Because let me tell you, there were some days where we would try and have these conversations and I just couldn't tell him. I didn't know how to tell him how I felt. Like, I just didn't know. It was like I knew in my mind, but talking about it out loud was really tricky. And sometimes I just couldn't find the right way to describe it. And I mentioned it before, I think on a previous podcast that it was literally a random episode of, well, it was the first episode of Glennon Doyle's podcast where she talked about her anxiety 
And um, something that she said, like, rang so true to me. And it was the first time in, like, when I'd been feeling all these thoughts that I felt like someone could relate to me or, like, that somebody felt the same as me. And I, like, grabbed Jay and pulled him in my car. And I made him listen to the podcast episode with me. And I was like, this is how I feel. And he was like, you've never told me that's how you feel. And I was like, yes. I was like, this is this is how I feel. And he was like, well, that's great. We can, I can work with that. Like I can, you know, know how to talk to you about things, you know, in regards to this, like that's such a great like starting point. And so it was just really nice too, because I know it was frustrating for him, you know, to want me, like, of course he wanted, he wants the best for me, wants me to be happy, you know, and it was, it's, I think it's easier when it's not you, you can see easier how other people can get there, but until they see Mm -hmm. it for themselves, like it's just not gonna, it's not going to translate. And so I know it was frustrating for him in those times where he was just like, I want to help you, but I don't know how to help you, you know? And so Mm -hmm. there were times where like in that situation where I was like, this is what I'm feeling. Like, this is what I can tell you. And he was like, that's so great. Like, I love to know that that's how you're feeling. And so if you have people to confide in, I would like stress so much that that's like so important to find like a good listening ear to just talk to somebody and like, let them know how you're feeling like when you can, because I think it helps so, 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 so much. I agree. But okay. Enough about me. Um, (laughs) just sweaty. Um, let's talk about the five benefits of presence with your thoughts and your emotions. Let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. So this, again, these are from Caroline Welch's book, um, the gift of presence. So we stole these from her because they're so good. So the first one is that a benefit of being present with your thoughts is that, or, being present is that you have less time with your scarier thoughts. So Mm -hmm. like worrying about the future can mean dreading things that very well may never occur. We don't want to, she calls it mooning. It's kind of like FOMO, but moon, it's like missing out on now, Mm. which I think that's kind of cute. I love. Yes. So yeah, we don't want to moon. We don't want to miss out on the now, you know? No. Um, something that she talks about with this is that she says our brains all have a negativity bias, which means thoughts of equal intensity or emotions of a more negative nature have a greater effect on a physiological state than neutral or positive things. Meaning like if you, if something really bad happens to you, but then also something really great happens and they're of equal value the more negative one has a greater effect on your psychological state, which is pretty crazy as a brain. Yeah, that is wild. Super, super, super. And then that our thoughts lead us to believe that we are in a catastrophic type of thinking, that the worst case is the only case, facing thoughts and feelings more elaborate and negative than whatever the initial experience was, which that is a lot of what I struggled with Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, number two, the number two benefit, um, is that more presence means less autopilot in your life. 
which we love. We don't want to be on autopilot. I like had to soak that one in because I like think about how much I, what I do is like genuinely (laughs) (laughs) autopilot, but I also don't ever feel like that's not me being present. But now that I'm thinking about it, it is (laughs) (laughs) like, I have to like think through that because to me, I'm like autopilot doesn't doesn't feel like it's like a negative thing but it can be because you're just like going through the motions getting things done yes (laughs) but you're not enjoying the motions while you're getting the things done right I'm this is like very off the off a topic but like on this topic I'm reading a book about um just like Montessori um, child upbringing and it's just a a way of life that I like really want to incorporate with Billy Um, and so I'm like learning all the Montessori techniques and whatever mindsets and anyway I was just I was reading about how we have we become a lot of the time nowadays we are so like disengaged with, with like our, even our like mundane tasks. Like we have forgotten to feel and to connect and to be in that moment as we do the things that seem like an everyday task. And they were saying things such as like when you're changing your baby's diaper or when you're burping your baby or giving your baby a bath. It's like, those are all the things that parents like really want to rush through. Cause it's like a task you do a hundred times a day mm-hmm. and you know how to do it really quick. So it's better to just turn your brain off and hurry and get through them. But like, those are moments to connect and to like make eye contact with your baby and to touch your baby's skin and to smile at your baby and like feel emotions instead of just like working through it very quickly and missing out on all of that connection that you could be having. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm just relating it to like a baby. I love that. My scenario in my life right now, but that's so true. I think of Mm -hmm. all the things I do in my day where I'm just on autopilot and I'm missing out on so many opportunities to just be present. Yeah. No, completely. I like that. I think about it even on like, when I am eating my breakfast or something and Mm -hmm. I, but I'm also like on my phone at the same time or reading a book at the same time Mm. and that I'm ignoring the fact that I'm eating because I'm doing something else at the same time, but I'm just eating on autopilot and making, you know, the same breakfast and then I'm eating it and Mm -hmm. it happens and I don't, I'm not really like grateful for it or I don't really, I'm not super mindful that I, of it while I'm eating it. And so it can be something fun to try and like, just try not to be quite so on autopilot mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. This next one I love, and I feel like I'm going to have to say it a couple of times because every time I read it, I have to read it like three times to let it click in my brain. So it says more acceptance and receptivity means less aversion and reactivity. 
Okay, say it again. So more acceptance and receptivity means less aversion and reactivity. And I love that idea for like life as a whole, like even just as like a people, if we're more accepting and receptive of people, it means we have less aversion and reactivity to people. Mm -hmm. You know, like I love just the idea of more acceptance and receptivity. Like, I think that that is like such a beautiful little thought. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great. So she says that this means we all like to avoid our thoughts and experiences that make us unhappy or uncomfortable, which not only keeps us out of the present moment, but doesn't help us deal at all with what we're trying to avoid. So this is where she talks about that you have to name it to tame it, to recognize the emotion or your feeling for what it is. Name it, allow it to be present, don't engage, don't resist, and then pay attention to how it affects your mind and body. We don't have to fix it or get rid of it, but just see it for what it is. There is a difference between reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. I love that. A difference between reacting and responding. Mm -hmm. Reacting feels like sudden to me. Like someone Mm -hmm. says something to you and you immediately react. Whereas I feel like responding comes with more listening and more thoughtfulness and then responding to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it says, why should I welcome bad news, pain, and disappointment? Shouldn't we all just focus on the positive and ignore the negative? No, in the short term, that might help. But in the long run, our emotions live within us and we cannot avoid them. Avoiding them makes them worse. The more we engage with them and try to push them away, the more we exhausted we become and it creates more unpleasant feelings. So next time you're feeling an unpleasant emotion, observe it and be curious about your feelings without letting it overcome you and without trying to stop it. Noticing an emotion that is arising and not identifying with it as a whole of who you are can empower you. Allow it to arise and then move along as you stay fully in the present. Inviting the feeling in, naming it, observing it unfold can be very helpful in changing your relationship with the emotion itself. Exploring your challenges with kindness and curiosity rather than pushing them away offers a perfect opportunity for self-compassion as it increases our ability to intentionally take a breath so that we can respond rather than react. Mm. Amen, sister. Yeah, amen. I love that when she says exploring your challenges with kindness and curiosity, like, hmm, why am I feeling this way? Like, that's an interesting emotion. Like, I didn't think something like that could register with me that way. Mm -hmm. Or like, maybe I'll look at myself with kindness because I might be feeling this way because it hurts my feelings or whatever, whatever the situation might be. Like being curious about it and then treating yourself with kindness is, I think, a really special quality that you can create as a person. Yeah. So she says, what do you do if you try your best to accept the feeling and it just won't go away? Well, you may be surprised to know that we aren't actually trying to change our feelings. We are trying to change our relationship to our feelings. So we have no control over the challenges in our lives, but we do have control how we respond to our challenges. It's not that we can... um, It's not that we can't be happy or feel loving all the time. It's about holding anger with kindness. 
So I think that that's really cool. Yeah. I just think it's a really great idea. A really cool mm-hmm. aspect is just trying to change our relationship to our feelings rather than controlling them or like making them go away. Yeah. So number four is more accepting and letting be means less judging. So accept things as they already are. Accepting means allowing ourselves to see with more clarity as we let go of the judgment we put on ourselves. Judgments, thoughts, memories, and emotions are simply mental activities that come and go. Without mindfulness, we are very quickly, without being aware of it, putting our opinions or preconceived notions front and center. So easy to do. (laughs) To, To judge like just it it does take more effort to <laughs> let things be yeah totally <sighs> oh and accepting yes okay and then number five five has some of my favorite parts this part really made really made me think you know So experience thoughts as more fleeting and less fixed. Our thoughts are very real, but they aren't permanent. We tend to over-identify with them and make them our reality. When we are deep on our own thought loops, we lose the perspective that they are simply products of our mind and we treat our thoughts and ideas as if they are absolutely true. So with that topic, she talks about um, someone named um, Byron Katie who came up with four questions when you are having like one of these thought loops or like, yeah, a a thought loop or a negative thought. And so you're supposed to ask yourself first, is what you're thinking true? Is it true? You say yes or no. And then the second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? Then you're like, well, Maybe not. I can't say for certain that I know that that's true. The third question is, how do you react when you believe that thought? Well, it doesn't make me feel very good to have this negative thought. And then the fourth question is, who would you be without the thought? And from my experience, I have always been better without Mm. the thought. Mm -hmm. And so I am like clinging to those. I have been clinging to those four questions where I'm like, yes, this, those, I think that those are so great. In the book, it gives the example of you're walking, you're on a walk around your neighborhood and every morning you see the same lady and you wave to her. And um, this one specific morning you're walking and she doesn't look at you. She doesn't wave at you. You walk on by and then you're like, oh no, why did she not like smile and wave to me? Did I, I must've offended her. I must've like done something to make her upset. And so then it asks you to go through these questions where it's like, is it true? Like, did you upset her? And you're like, well, I think I did or else she wouldn't have not smiled at me. And it's like, well, is it absolutely true? (laughs) It's like, well, no. It's like, who'd you be without the thought? You know, so it's just a nice, I think it's a nice exercise. Like if this is something that you struggle with to be able to ask yourself those four questions. It's like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just a good 
outline. So then a quote from um, Byron Katie is, I discovered that when I believed my thoughts, I suffered, but that when I didn't believe them, I didn't suffer. And this is true for every human being. I found that suffering is optional. Wow. Right? Say it again for the people in the Mm -hmm. back. So the last thing that I just thought that I would share is that um, it says, we tend to over-identify with our emotions, as in the emotion is me, rather than it's just something that you're currently feeling. Just as our thoughts are fleeting mental events, so are our emotions. So the challenge for you guys, which I've done um, a lot since reading this, and it's funny how often I catch myself doing it. But so instead, like the next time you're feeling sad, rather than saying, I am sad, say, I feel sad. Because if you're telling yourself you are sad over and over and over again, you do start to over-identify with your emotions. Rather than if you just say, I feel sad, feelings are fleeting and they are not final. So you can feel sad, but then you can also feel something else the very next minute. So instead of saying, I am unhealthy, you can say, I feel unhealthy today, you know, and it just, I think it gives you more grace uh, as a person and more like loving kindness towards yourself to not over identify with those emotions, but just to feel them in that moment and then move through them. Yeah. I think that's a good challenge. I found a quote when I was on Instagram before we recorded, which I like, we love just, that. It just popped, you know, it, we just, love, it just appeared. We love when things appear. And it was, it's because we're team manifesting. We mm-hmm. team manifest that our episodes go good, that mm-hmm. we are able to reach people and have good messages. And then this just appeared. So I'm ready. I feel like this was such a good way to end the podcast. Um, it says overthinking is one of our most destructive habits. We overthink our pasts. We overthink our futures. We overthink our careers, our decisions, our relationships. When we overthink, we create problems for ourselves that are not real. We allow ourselves to wallow in what ifs and worst case scenarios And when we choose to engage in this invisible grief, we choose to destroy our current state of peace. Instead, choose to take life day by day. Allow experiences to flow through you. Give your worries to God. Surrender to the future. Rarely do things ever turn out as bad as we anticipated. Well, would you look at that? Look at that. If that just didn't sum it all up, I don't know what did. (laughs) Right? The angels just dropped that right into our Instagram lap today. I love when the angels put things on Instagram. (laughs) I love that. That's Mm -hmm. so great. That's Mm -hmm. a really beautiful quote. Mm -hmm. Well, we love you guys so, so, so much. And we're so grateful that you listen with us every week. And... We love you. We love you. And we will talk to you in just a short, not anxious week. (laughs) (laughs) A peaceful, calm, exhilarating week. Ooh. Ooh, Sounds great. Love you. Love you. Bye. (laughs)